0: Hey, Welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready? Let's jump in. In this episode, we'll chat about friendships. Is it even possible to have a squad like as moms? We'll talk about the challenges and rewards of friendship, why we should seek out a mentor, and the incredible service that is called Online Grocery Pickup. This is episode 12, here we go. Well, I am so happy you're here. However you may have found this podcast, let me just say, welcome. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Betsy Jaskilka. She is a wife and a mama of two boys, a women's ministry leader, a professional photographer, and just an all-around sweet person. So, a lot of times we start out this show with just sharing weekend highlights. So, Betsy, I'd love to hear any highlights you have from this past weekend to share with us before we kind of dive into talking about friends. Great.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be part of your podcast. Um, So, my weekend. Well, as you said, I'm a photographer. And this weekend, I had a photo shoot with a really sweet family. They have one daughter and two boys. And they were just at a really fun age. And for one of the photos, I had the older two carrying the the younger one. And Aww. then they really started to have fun. And both boys jumped up on their big sister's back. <laughs> and she was all for it. And during one of their family photos, I had the kids uh, answer some of my questions. And one of them, I asked them, who's the funniest in the family? And they all said, it's a tie between mom and dad. Aww. They just thought their mom and dad were super funny. I really hope that my kids someday will say that maybe I'm one of the funniest in the family.
0: That's so cute. I know in our family, um, sadly, I am probably not the one they would say is the funniest because I just am not the funniest person ever. My husband's like fun loving and kind of jokes around more. And the girls would, I'm sure my daughters would both be like, daddy is so much funnier than mommy. Like, (laughs) But whatever. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with it. I try. Um, So, yeah, this week we are going to talk about friendships. Now, the reason I brought up the word squad in our title today is because I find it just very interesting that kind of having a squad, that whole concept, just became this social media craze and just phenomenon. One of the celebrities, I think, who's kind of made this concept so wildly popular was Taylor Swift. Like, I think... Yeah. Right. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for a while there, you would see photo after photo of her posing with her friends. And usually it's, it was an assortment of these gorgeous models and actresses and other singers. And I just would be like, oh my goodness. so Okay. I don't even know what to do with that. You know, like we talk a lot about social media on this podcast because it is just this real struggle. It can be so awesome and encouraging and fun, or it can be completely discouraging and downright depressing. So like, you look at a picture, you know, with people like a Taylor Swift with her squad and think, "Oh, well, okay, that's awesome for you, but I just I don't really have that." Totally. And
1: whenever I see that, I when I like Taylor Swift yes. and all these beautiful friends she has and they're all <laughs> they all have hundreds and thousands of followers, yes. and I just think, "How do you find each other?" I know. Yes. Like, was it a party or what was it? I don't
0: even know how they became friends. I know. How did you all get together? And do you always all get along? Which, because we know, like, with our own experiences, like, with that many females in one group hanging out, there's bound to be drama.
1: (laughs) Right. But there's no way they're going to put that on (laughs) their social
0: media. No, exactly. They're... You know, we curate things. We all do it. We all curate our social media posts. We just, nobody ever wants to talk about the misunderstandings, the hurt, the fallout with our girlfriends. But the reality is these things do happen. And sometimes there's great sadness and pain when you reflect on past or present friendships you may have. I honestly, I just, I don't know of anyone who's never had some sort of struggle with friends. At the very least, we all have our ups and downs. So have you ever had kind of a true squad, like as you reflect on your mm-hmm. life? I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just curious. Well, I completely
1: agree with what you're saying about a squad. And I think there is a desire within all of us to have that squad. I I know I look at those pictures. I see a group of girls who are hanging out and I long for that. And social media definitely highlights this by promoting squads as the big end goal of friendships. Yeah. And uh, as I thought about it, it's just, I'm just thinking that ultimately this really is a longing in our spirits. And I believe that God created us to have that longing, but it's a longing for true community with God and with other people who are also seeking God. Mm. And I know that I've found myself trying to fill that desire within me with friendships or a squad, but um but really ultimately I've never found that true fulfillment in just friendship alone. Yeah. But You know, the place that I'm learning to find it is in friendship that is focused on seeking God together. And the focus shouldn't ultimately be about the squad and us and how does this benefit me, but it really should be about something greater than us and greater than me
0: yeah that's totally true i completely i love how you said that could you reflect on kind of the changes we all tend to go through with friendships like based on your seasons of life kind of from all the way back in high school and then that transition to college and then to now like how do these things with friendships change you know yeah well when i think about
1: it after college there was a season where i wasn't going to school with the same people every day like I did in high school and then also in college. Um, I really wasn't living in a dorm anymore or in a sorority house where I had constant community. I mean, if I think about it, it probably was almost too much community because it was so much of a distraction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember there. this was a season where I just... I felt empty and a little hopeless at times because I didn't have that constant community that didn't take any effort at all. And it took time and it still takes time to develop friendships in the season of work and then also in my season of being home with kids.
0: Yeah, it's true. Things just kind of change as we get older and we're going through these different seasons. So So, what are some of those things you learned from the year over the years of just developing friendships when it isn't naturally provided for you, like in a high school, college, or dorm setting?
1: Well, first, I would say that you must seek out friendship. The word is pursue, it takes boldness and bravery and time and effort now. You can't expect the other person to pursue you. If you want their friendship and desire it, seek them out and don't place any expectations on them. The second thing I would say is that it's okay to just have a few close friends. Actually, it's really good to just have a few close friends. And the third would be, you might not have just one best friend. God provides different people in our lives for different seasons and needs. And I would just really recommend trying
0: to be really okay with that. I really like that tip. I'm just going to interject because (laughs) I feel like, again, with this whole concept of squad and when I was thinking about what we were going to say today, Mm -hmm. it's like, I, I tend to go through times where I feel like, oh, I don't have the squad or I don't have the one best friend. And they're both kind of these extreme concepts of friendship that I feel like if we can kind of land in the middle and realize uh, sometimes, some seasons, we are going to have that bigger community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're going to have maybe a smaller community and it's all okay, you know, like stop with the pressure and the guilt on yourself. Um, so I love that you just said that. I think that's really important for us to remember. Right. Right. So the fourth thing would be friends
1: come and go. This one is really hard for me to grasp, but it's totally true. I like the flower analogy. There are perennial friends and annual friends, so neither one is bad. Mm -hmm. Some are like a beautiful daffodil that comes back year after year. I think about a house that we lived in where the couple had lived there for 50 years before us, and come spring... So many daffodils showed up in my house, in in my backyard, (laughs) and I just realized, wow, you know, these showed up every year for this family that lived there before us. And most of our friends are annual friends. They will come for a season and then we might not really have that friendship anymore. And then some are perennial. They come for a season And then they go, and then they'll show up again, and then they'll show up again, but they still aren't going to be there all of the time. And I would just say that just because a friendship never comes back, it doesn't mean it has failed. There was a time where I was really struggling with some work dynamics, and a gal from church who was a little older than me really stepped in and was my encouragement that whole year, Since then, that friendship has faded away. I'm really not in contact with her anymore, but I am so thankful for all the ways that God used her to encourage me. She would send me Bible verses and encouragement, and she just would speak words of affirmation to me in a way that I just really needed during that season.
0: Yeah, I love that example of perennial versus annual. That's so such a good way to frame that. So yeah, motherhood can just be this intensely lonely occupation sometimes, especially if you stay at home. You are especially prone to those feelings of isolation and maybe even envy or sadness when you look at these false images of how great of a time everyone else seems to be having while you're wiping up spills, playing with blocks, maybe washing more spit up off your shoulder. I know for like literally two years it felt like my shoulder was always wet because like I had two girls really close together in age and uh-huh. it was like the spit up and we had we had those burp rags and everything but right. man you're just kind of in the thick of it and it can just feel a little bit discouraging and messy and but motherhood you know it's We all know it's this glorious, wonderful calling, but those daily messes, the daily grind, and just the maintenance of the home and children can, if we're not careful, really Mm -hmm. weigh us down and make us think we're missing out. And that's why FOMO became a thing like so, so silly. And in case you have never heard this before, it's like... Yeah,
1: what does FOMO mean? It's
0: like fear of missing out. It's so sad to me, like a tragedy for this generation that we had to come up with an acronym for such a sad thing. <laughs> so it's like, but it's a real thing, you know, it's true. Um, so anyways, lately I've been trying to just remember what a blessing it is to be at home and just let myself embrace the joy from being with my kids. But all that to say, those days of kind of going out, being a little more free, shopping, having coffee with friends, like when I was in college, those days are definitely behind me. <laughs> right. But so what do we do now? we know we need these good friendships and healthy friendships in our lives, but it can be difficult to make them a priority. And knowing when and how and with who we should invest our time and our hearts, because it's kind of a risky thing to like put yourself out there and start a new friendship or get to know someone or rekindle an old you know, friendship that was great. You know, it's just kind of difficult to navigate sometimes. If we look at just nurturing our immediate family relationships and close friends, that might just be a full plate right there, let alone It
1: really is. It's a lot to be have on your plate
0: yeah let alone building with a new friend or meeting with an older lady who could mentor and encourage you so all that to say friendships are really important albert schweitzer said in everyone's life at some time our inner fire goes out it is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being we should all be thankful for those people who rekindle the human spirit mm. <laughs> Isn't that, i love that yeah so, so true, true. Yeah. So let's talk about younger friends for a moment. I mean, what do you think some of the benefits are of having younger friends in our lives?
1: Oh my goodness. I love having younger friends. I'm the youngest in my family, so I kind of naturally gravitate towards having a, like a younger sister to connect with. And I really think that everyone would benefit from finding
0: younger people to invest in. I totally agree. For me, um, when I have invested in like those younger friendships and Mm -hmm. it's so cool because they just provide this different perspective. They're into different things than you are. They're in a different stage of life. And it's really, I find those younger friendships really refreshing because a lot of times we can get so serious. Like we've got we've got kids, we've got bills to pay, like we've got life to figure out. And we can become a little bit downtrodden with that. And a younger friend who's in a different stage, Mm -hmm. who maybe doesn't have kids yet or isn't even married yet is like such a breath of fresh air.
1: One of the things that is really neat about spending time with people who are in different life phases than you is that you can encourage each other where you're at. I know when I'm meeting with my friends who are still single, they often are telling me I just can't wait to have a baby I can't wait to be married and then I can say no you should enjoy the season you're in you shouldn't can enjoy that season right now because that time will come and then they also encourage me to really cherish the season that I've been looking forward to since I was young it's
0: so true so how about older friends like maybe even a mentor let's talk about that have you have ever had a mentor that kind of helped you along the way at some point And how can we do that kind of no matter what stage of life we're in? How do we find a mentor? And like, have you experienced the benefits of having one? It is very important
1: to have mentors. A mentor is just someone that is further down the road than you who can give you some advice. I think it's important not to make it too complicated. Uh, The other weekend, I was at my friend's house and she and her husband are some of those people that they go out to eat all the time and they know all the best places and they know the best restaurants in the Pacific Northwest and... Frankly, right now, I don't have the time or the knowledge of good food or to be going out (laughs) and finding the best places, so... I will, every single time I'm going to go out, I ask my friend, where should I go to eat? Because I want good food. Yeah. (laughs) And she'll give me a list and guide me to the places that would be best. And this really is how I would describe the importance of seeking out a mentor. We have got to be the ones to go and seek out the people who have gone to those restaurants before us. Exactly. (laughs) But seriously, the people who've walked the roads before us, they are the ones that can give us the best advice for each season of our lives. Sometimes this looks like just asking someone to go on a walk with me. It could be serving with someone at church together that's a little bit further down the road than me. It takes my own initiative to make that happen, and it doesn't have to be a long-term commitment. It can really just be a couple walks here, a coffee date there,
0: and it doesn't have to be
1: more complicated than it sounds.
0: Yeah, that's really, really good. I think it's a little intimidating sometimes for people to think, okay, I know I need a mentor, but how on earth do I do that? Where do I begin? I love that you say, keep it simple, keep it just natural. Just let it flow and let it just develop. But you do have to seek it out and you do have to be intentional or it may not happen.
1: Right. And I would really emphasize the importance are that first that you pick
0: a good
1: example for a mentor. And then two, to just know that it's your job to seek them out. It is your job to ask for the advice because really think about it. It'd be kind of weird if my foodie friend that tells me the restaurants to go to, if she was seeking me out and telling me to go to all of her favorite restaurants.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah it's so true. <laughs> It'd be backwards. Like you'd be kind of like, um, hmm, yeah. What? Like <laughs> you want to tell me where to eat? Yeah, exactly. Um, when I think about my own life, I'm just thinking of a few examples of ladies that have been super influential in my life. And I won't give all the names, of course, but Um, and get into too much detail. But basically they are people that I admire that have spurred me on and just helped me rise to another level. They kind of call you higher Mm because it's like, look, I see the potential in you. I know you can do this or I know I believe in you, that kind of thing. Um, And then sometimes they give great advice like, you know, you'll get through this or I've been through something similar and this is what I learned or this is what I would tell you to just focus on or, you know... I have learned, don't worry about this type of thing because in the end, it doesn't matter. Right. So here are some powerful benefits of just having a mentor. This was from an article on the Art of Simple website, which I love. It's kind of founded by Tish Oxenreiter, who's one of my favorite authors. And she also has a fabulous podcast, um, The Simple Show. But anyways, she, um this article that is on her website basically says three amazing things about mentors. Number one, A mentor leads the way, kind of clears the path. They've been there, they've done that, or they know, even if they haven't experienced every single exact thing that you're facing, they just kind of have more life experience so they can speak to those things that you're having trouble with or you're not sure how to proceed. The next thing they say is a mentor can see your potential. Like we don't always see ourselves accurately. I know I don't, (laughs) you know, like let a mentor encourage your full potential because they're kind of on the outside at a different stage Mm -hmm. of life with a different view, And they can just speak that encouragement to you and really, really help you see your full potential. And the last one was a mentor isn't afraid to ask hard questions. And this one is so good because, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, a mentor could ask you, hey, do you need to be doing this right now? Or I've noticed that you're getting consumed with such and such or like really hard questions where if you've let them, if you've invited them into your your life to speak truth and to kind of get you going, that's going to be It could be a little bit hard to hear at first, but it's like, that's what we all need. Those truth telling with grace, but like truth telling people that are really wanting to encourage us to reach our goals or be a better mom or that whatever it may be. Right. I remember a,
1: a time when I was meeting with a mentor and I was
0: complaining about
1: some things and just saying things like, woe is me. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? Really just wanting her to be empathetic with me and she really called me out on it and I was (laughs) really I still am shocked that she did this and this has been probably 10 years now but it is probably one of the moments in my life where I realized one of my behaviors needed to be changed and I'm a much better person because of it
0: that's so good oh man I'm just thinking about those moments (laughs) in my life too it's like someone has called me on something and it's good it's hard but it's good Um, A quote from that article that I will link to in the show notes um, from The Art of Simple says, our children need moms who are confident with where we are at yet are fighting for who we hope to become. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Well, we are going to hit pause on this conversation with my friend Betsy, and we're going to pick it up next week right where we left off, and you'll get to hear the second half. We'll give you some powerful tips and questions to ask yourself when looking at friendships in your life discuss our current favorite things, and you'll hear a fun Bunglebee moment From betsy's life i also wanted to encourage you to get in touch and tell me what your try something new is remember we are doing a january challenge and we would love to know what fun new activity you are trying so you can get in touch through social media facebook or instagram or you can email or call so just wanted to share my try something new was sledding in austria with my husband literally the most fun thing I have done in so long we were like trekking up this these hill after hill and i thought this is really tiring i don't know what if it's too steep what if i'm too scared and i chicken out you know i was just like thinking of all these things but it was so fun, like sledding as an adult was something new for me. Of course, I had done it when I was younger, but I had not done something like this since being a grown-up. So we get to the top of these hill after hill after hill and it was snowing and it was freezing cold and we get there and my husband was steering. So he was in front, you steer with your feet and I was holding on and we just flew down these hills and it was so much fun. I kept giggling like a little kid. You know how you just giggle and you can't stop? Like, it's just so fun. So that was my try. Something new. It was incredible. If you didn't already see it, I did post a picture of us getting ready to go sledding on Instagram and Facebook. Oh my goodness, just way too much fun. Okay, two more quick announcements for you. One is to check out the Facebook Live video I did from Salzburg. I just did that this past week. Um, We spent 10 days in Europe and it was just amazing. I just wanted to share a little bit more about myself, including some favorite things from the land of Sound of Music itself. So I recorded this live video just a few feet away from the steps where they sang Do Re Mi from the movie. So, so amazing. Okay, and so last but not least, be sure to check out the purse cleaning out video. (laughs) Fancy name for you. I posted yesterday on Facebook and Instagram. So this was my friend Christina and I sitting down and just literally emptying out our purses and putting them back together again with the things that we only truly need in there. So this was inspired by episode 11 where we talked about refreshing your car, closet, or purse when life feels overwhelming. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. Send a little Facebook message or leave a voicemail. Just call 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. And as always, let's notice the funny moments with our kids this week. Use the hashtag BunglebeeMoment if you would like to show us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week and please tell a friend or family member if you like this podcast so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Also, if you love the show, click subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. Come visit my website, SundayAfternoonMama.com and check out our Instagram account for this podcast. It's at SundayAfternoonMama, all lowercase. And there'll be some fun Instagram stories for bonus content. I'll be back with you again next week. In the meantime, I am seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.